This episode is brought to you by the following sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Trevon Sellers Design Studios. Check out TrevonSellers.com for all your branding needs, logo, and website designs, and step your brand up. What's good? I'm Zay Moore. And I'm Juma. And, and this, this is the Zay Something, Something Podcast. The podca- Mix. I hate you, yo. <laughs> I didn't know you was gonna jump right into that. I didn't either. <laughs> All right, y'all. So it y'all just s- came to me. Look, y'all see what type of mood this is. We keeping that in. I hope you know that. I'm All gonna start right. Over. Well, um, they gonna hear the say something pod mix. Look. I'm mad. You ain't even let me get through the full intro I'm sorry. before you got into the bullshit. But I'm sorry. this is the podcast that promotes gr- uh, growth through conversation. So sit back and listen while we say something here on the Zay Something podcast. So welcome back, listeners. Um, <laughs> as you can see, we in a goofy ass mood. We had way too much fun before. Uh, way recording. too much. Pre-recording or pre-production was was lit. You know, we got our mixes out. Low-key, we dropping a a fire mixtape. Super fire. Called The Potty Mix 2019. Like, it's going to be probably the biggest mixtape to come out. The album of the summer. This... This summer? Oh, we doing it this summer? Yeah, we do. We gonna drop this this summer. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. It's lit. This matter of fact, today is the this first is, this day. This is of gonna the be summer. a part of the hot girl movement. That, nah, this is hot boy movement. No, no, no. City hot, boy summer. What you talking about? It's a city boy summer. No, no, no. It's a city boy summer. We it's out a, here. It's a hot we girl scamming summer. on females since y'all want to scam on niggas. We out. Oh, here. we starting early mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. We getting into all the shit. So again, welcome back, listeners. This is episode thirty six of the Zay Sun Podcast, and if you've been rocking with us for a while. Um, and you haven't already, I suggest you press subscribe on that Apple podcast Go ahead. and become part of the Conversation Nation. You know, we love you. Do that. We need y'all to be a party. We need y'all to be notified once we put out that new content. So, um, And if you are new, um, this is an every week thing. This is our personalities, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but I hope that y'all, you know, you, you enjoy what you hear. And if you want to be a part of this, please press that subscribe button and leave a rating, a comment. Um, so we know how y'all feeling, how y'all feel about the episodes, and we can continue to cater our content towards that group of people that fuck with us. So, And also, happy Pride Month. I don't think we shouted it out last episode. No, I don't think we so did. So we're going to take this time and opportunity to shout out to the LGBTQIA community. Okay. Uh, we rock with y'all. Hey. I think Pride is this weekend. Minneapolis Pride yes. is this weekend, ain't it? Yes, yeah. you will be correct. There's, I think I, there's a parade and all that. Yeah, I think my dad and his girlfriend are going. Um, oh, lit. Yeah, super random. He texted me today. He was like, I think we're going to Pride this weekend. I'm like, all right, that's what's up. <laughs> like, live your life. Get it, dad. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and my dad's not gay. He's just, just, <laughs> just FYI. Just throwing it out there. But, um, yeah, so how you been? I've been good. I haven't seen you for a minute. I know. I was just, ask, I was just talking to you and like, where you been? Man, I know. Look, I, I took a hiatus last week. Oh, let me talk about that. Okay. So I went to Trap Karaoke in Chicago. Oh, yeah. You, we talked about this. Yes. It sounds so dope. I, I want to put on, an, if they don't come here, I'm going to put on an event like that here. I am all for because that. It, trap Karaoke, they, they describe it as, um, it's like going to church, but instead of singing Amazing Grace, Everybody's singing back that ass up. And that sounds like the type of you church that I want to be a part of. You I know? think I do too. It's for the 9 9 and the 2000. You know what I'm saying? All that. <laughs> <laughs> for the 99 and 2000. 
<laughs> but uh, no, nah, uh, Trap Karaoke was super dope. Shout out to Mouse Jones. Shout out to Loki, um, the two hosts for it. They they got the, the the crowd lit. I just wish the crowd was a little more interactive. Um, I feel like Chicago crowds are a little like everybody. They're wanna, hard. Yeah, they hard. They they want to be cool. They want to seem like they have their composure. Um, there was a couple people that got loose, but. I definitely want to go to another one of those events um, in another city and just see how that'll be, like New York or Atlanta. But I think I, it sounds super dope. The yeah. concept, I'm all for it. Yeah, and if you don't know, Trap Karaoke, I'm not even going to go into it. Look it up. Look up the videos. It's super dope. Um, and I think they got a BuzzFeed video that really gets into like the core of what Trap Karaoke is. How was your week, though? I heard you, you've you been doing some things. I have been. So this week I, I got into my self-care bag. Mm. So I've been working on that. I'm going to share all of the details on, you know, Juma's Jewels right. and what have you. But it's been good. Um, ups and downs this week. But okay. that's that's life, right? Yeah. As long as you, you know, you, you get back up from those downs. Exactly. You good. You good. We out here. Exactly. Um, oh, and we have a, a podcast out in today. Juma hit me with a text today and was like, yo, you want to go get drinks after we do the podcast? <laughs> I'm like, did Juma just ask me to go get drinks like we friends? I, no, I'm fucking <laughs> No, when I tell y'all, I don't go out and like do stuff unless it's with Maurice, my husband. No. So it's rare for me to initiate like going out yeah. and like doing something. I so got the text. That I was, was big. That was big for me. Yeah, I'm like, yo, Juma says, what? Let's go. I'm like, I'm do with it. it. So, so yeah. we're going to get lit tonight. We're going to get lit tonight. It's going to be fun. We're going to come back with hopefully some stories to share on oh, the podcast. Shit. You know? <laughs> It's nothing. It's gonna be nothing like uh, that. New Year's when we got no. super. Yeah, nothing no, like no, that. No. We got super messed up off henny and whatever else I was drinking because I know I mixed that night. But yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Anyways, we're gonna jump right into this episode. Um, we don't have a, a. Oh, actually, before we get into that, mm. last week. Oh yes, our friend, our yes. new friend, Jawan. Jawan, shout out to Jawan from the Ask a Guy podcast, Mister Problematic, Mister Problem. Look, all, all, <laughs> look, I know he's probably listening right now, Jawan. My phone has been going up because of you. It, they wouldn't have, they weren't liking you last it's week. Like the ladies that. had a problem with you, especially the black, the black ladies. They, they had some words for you, my friend. You know, we can, we can just agree to disagree because we just were not gonna see eye to eye. But dude is cool though. Yeah, nah, he's cool. I, he's I, cool I, I understand his way of thinking. Um, I don't agree with everything you're saying, but I do understand it, and it was good to get a little more context, um, for some of the thoughts that I've, I've heard him, you know, speak on on the Ask a Guy podcast. But Jawan, shout out to you for coming through. We really appreciate it. And um literally shout out to you. Yeah, and but you have my phone going crazy. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. But no, we're gonna jump right into this episode with the Say Less Say More segment. This is the icebreaker segment where we share as much or as little as we want to on a random question or topic of conversation. Um so today's episode is pretty much about reality TV and there's been a lot of stuff going on with reality TV in the past week. So I want to ask you, Juma, mm-hmm. if you ever had the chance to be on your own reality show, would you do it? I'm going to say yes, oh, actually. So you out here with the reality okay, TV show. Okay, so, and the reason why I say yes, because initially, like just five minutes ago, I was going to say no. 
Right. But I, I'm a woman and I'm allowed to change my mind. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to say yes because I think it would give me a platform to use to uplift my other things going on, businesses, endeavors, things like that. And then I would bring it bring it to a close. I wouldn't I wouldn't be no type of Kardashian sixteen yeah. million seasons or whatever <laughs> it is. But I'ma pull I'ma pull a Keisha Cole on Love and Hip Hop. She was there for a solid season and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then and got, out. got out. Got that bag and got out. <laughs> and literally got out yeah. as quick as she could. No, I feel it. Yeah. That's not that's a good point. Cause you get in, you get the exposure. Exactly. And then you get out with the money, the exposure and you know, eyes are on you if you like Cardi B, she was on there. She got a bunch of eyes on her. People fell in love with her personality, and they followed her wherever she went. Honestly, that's how I became a Cardi B fan. I actually was yeah. a fan of her before I was a fan of her music. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's how I think that's how you get organic fans because it's like I fuck with you, right? You know what I mean? Um, me personally, you, I, I don't know. I don't know. At this point in my life, I don't know if I would do an, uh, a reality show. I know at one point I wanted to do a reality show. I wanted to do uh, Real World or oh, like College Hill. Oh, you Hill. seem like yeah, a Real World. Because I'm like, I'm going to get in here and I'm going to start it up. some shit. I'm going to start it up. Well, no, start it up and start some shit. I, I probably start some shit because I'm starting it up. Because I'm, oh, you know I'm, I'm fucking roommate. You know what? That is 100% true. I like it. Yeah, it's it's bad, but I know I'd be fucking. I would yeah. be in there with the roommates, um, and it'll be some shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. It'll definitely be some drama. That would be. I would watch that. <laughs> I told <laughs> you, your life time. is entertaining. My life is not. Look, it's not, super. Yeah, I'm not even gonna bring <laughs> up what you said in the, in the text messages, you asshole. <laughs> I, I won't bring it up either, but just know. But yeah, you said his some life is shit. interesting. My life is not interesting. All right, so. <laughs> saying right now Zay ah what are they saying in these streets this is the segment where we update you on current events in the world and in the culture we keep an ear to the streets so y'all can know what they saying so this week uh something funny happened on ESPN so LeVar Ball um has let his mouth get him in trouble again during an interview on ESPN with host Molly uh Kiram, she says to him LeVar can I switch gears with you for a second to which he responds, you can switch gears with me at any time. Um, Molly looked a little shocked, and then she continued by like trying to get back on track with the conversation, and she was like, uh, ah, damn, what did she say? I don't know. She just redirected him to, to get back on track. I think I think she said, uh, let's, let's remain on topic or yeah, something, yep, like, something yep. along those lines. Yeah, let's remain on topic. And then they laughed it off and, you know, they continued to go on. Um, what are your thoughts on this? So what I think is also interesting about this is ESPN has since stated that they have no plans to have him back on air. But Ball, he basically remains adamant that his comments were not meant to be sexual. And I'm going to say something that's probably unpopular opinion. Mm. I'm going to say I don't think it was meant to be sexual. Oh, we on the same side. I swear I thought you, because when you, yeah, I thought this was going to be one of those things where you would fall on the side of the woman. or And because LeVar Ball has a strong personality like he has, I thought maybe you would have been on that side like, yeah, he well, was on some sexual shit. Okay, so I watched the 
I just watched the clip of it. I didn't watch it in real time. Yeah. Obviously, because I don't watch ES- ESPN. Yeah. But when I heard him say it, I didn't take it as a, like, oh, he meant, like, oh, let's switch gears, baby. Like, yeah. not like that at all. I think he just he just runs at the mouth. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, we can switch gears. Like, yeah. he's not even trying to be on that. I don't yeah. personally from what I saw and what I think and how I've interacted with black men with strong personalities, I don't think that it was intended to be um a sexual innuendo. Yeah. And I think that she as a beautiful, you know, attractive white woman took it as, oh, well, he's flirting with me or oh right. That was meant to be sex. Like yeah. I think she took it the wrong way. Yeah, it, had it not happened on air, I could see this being. I'm glad it happened on air, and it wasn't like a, a side conversation that they had, maybe while he was in her dressing room or she was in his, to where it, it could come off as like a Me Too situation, and then he gets shunned for that. Um, I'm glad it did happen on air, but I agree with you. I don't think it was. Um, he didn't have any sexual innuendo behind it. I think he was just saying. Um, it was like a place filler. She had whatever phrase she had used, he would have used that same phrase and just incorporated into what he was responding with. Right. So, um, let's switch gears. You, you can switch gears with me anytime. Let's change subjects. You can change subjects with me, me anytime. anytime. Right. It was like, and this is gonna sound weird, but it's like an old man trying to be cute. You know what I mean? Trying to be right. cute, trying to be hip, just trying to, you know, oh yeah, you know. It's cool. You know, I, I'm not hung up on this conversation. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. how I took it. So we can we can switch it up anytime. Um, yeah, like, or basically when people be like, just cut me off if I'm talking too much. It's one of those. But he was like, yeah, just, you know, it's cool. Right. Let's, let, let's switch it up. See, okay, and y'all don't know, but Zay does this thing where he will take, like, what you're saying and turn it into a sexual innuendo yeah, all the time. Not, all and not, it's hilarious. It's <laughs> so fucking hilarious. But... Like, you think of it that way, yeah. right? You have to think of it that way in order to make those funny innuendos. Exactly. I think she took, took it, it and spun it in her own head. Exactly. All right. So yeah, yeah. we on the same page. Yeah, with we. That on, one. I, and I really didn't think we was gonna be on the same page on that one, but I'm I'm glad to see that. I you didn't think we were gonna things. be either. I actually, for some reason, thought you were gonna take the other side. Really? The woman side? Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Like I, I'm all feminist, but nah. I, I am too, but yeah. 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 And maybe and maybe you know if I'm ignorant to something, you know, let me know, but the way I saw it, yeah, it's I, just not how I saw it. I can't I can't see it. I can't see it that way. Like I understand why you would get that that interpretation if she, you know, be, obviously she did. So I can see it, but I just I'm looking at the situation objectively and I know his personality and he's I have so many uncles that are like him. Right. And I I'm familiar with that 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 personality type so i that know he gusto yeah like he didn't mean it like that yeah i i agree with you on that one yes what else they saying in these streets all right so taylor swift recently released a music video that features multiple stars from the lgbtqia community as a celebration for pride month some think that this is another use of propaganda that panders to the lgbt community as it is a trend to be you know tolerant or on the side of justice and things like that do you think she had good intentions with this video? Or first of all, did you watch the video? I did not see the video. Okay, so I watched the video, and it was actually, it was a good video, um, I have to say. It was very colorful, very fun. Um, what I have heard, and from a very popular podcast that I listen to called The Read, mm-hmm. you've probably heard of it. Yeah, of course. Um, 
so basically their stance was that she had basically these like country bumpkins representing like the Trump supporters, like the or not the Trump supporters, the like conservative conservative, like we don't want gay people in our community and da da da. When that's not really what they look like, or those are not really the people that we have to worry about. Yeah. As a as a as a community, as um conservatives. Mm-hmm. The the openly the, conservative. Yeah, like so it's like it's like the that. the white women, the you know corporate office white men who mm-hmm. voted for Trump secretly don't yeah. really talk about that smile it. On your face. Exactly, that yeah. smile on your face and, and say, "I have voted for Obama." You know, yeah. I I would have voted him for a third term if yeah. I could. Those that. are the people that they should be looking out for, and not so to say these these country folk that are you know. We're from down south, and we don't like we, you know. Yeah, we don't like change. We don't like that. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was their stance on it. But do you do you have any thoughts about that? Do you um, think her intentions were in the right place? I think, I think they probably were. But I think, actually, no. I I think she's she's on a on a rebranding tour. I think she's I would, trying to. I would agree. She's trying to rebrand herself and appeal to a wider audience. Um, mm-hmm. Granted, I'm sure she's already had portions of the LGBT community as as a fan base, but I think she's trying to lean into that. Um, these days, everybody's picking a lane and leaning into it. Like the the hot topics are LGBT, um, and that includes trans and all of that, obviously, um, or mental health. Those are the two lanes that everybody's picking aside and like diving into. And after she had that backlash um, with Beyonce. the Beyonce thing, yeah. yeah, I think she's looking for some like a different group to latch on to. That is because she was like, "I'm not gonna get the black, so I might as well give yeah. up on that." Yeah, like you, yeah, it, it's a wrap at this point, pretty much. But. Um, and I still like Taylor Swift music. Like some of her music, I actually still fuck oh, with. Oh, really? she's, Yeah, she's actually decent. I've never liked Taylor Swift. Really? Ever? Really? Never. She I got think some I think slap. I think that she is a closet mean girl that promotes mm. toxic behavior behind closed doors. Yeah. And like has a smile in front of her face, just like her fans, just like those conservatives that we're talking about. Yeah. You and that's what? why people, that's why those that. kind of people like her music. Yeah. I could, I could see that. I could see her being an asshole behind closed doors, but. Oh yeah. She, puts she, on she had, she's had beef with tons of other, you know, women in the industry yeah. that say like, yeah, the girl's mean. Like she's a mean girl and she'll turn on you. Yeah. She, she probably got a lot of petty in her. I think so. I could see her having a lot of petty in her. So, um. Yeah, so I just think that she's looking for a way to rebrand herself, and I'll, I'll button it up with that because I haven't seen the video, so I can't make a, a super in-depth um, analysis of it. But I do think, just overall, she's looking for a rebrand. Yeah, I will say, I will say, with the video, I think her intentions were right; they were there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can say that. I, I think, I think they were intended to be, you know, good. Um, at the end of the video, they had like a like a change.org, like visit this website to, you know, sign petition, da da da. Things like that. So I was like, okay, cool. That's that's yeah. good. No, that's dope. Um it may be slight pandering, but it yeah, it is pandering for the sake of rebranding. Um and yeah. 
But yeah. overall, you know, kudos. You know, yeah, kudos to her. To her for you know putting putting on for the yeah LGBT. whatever Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> As you can see, we really don't really give a fuck about Taylor Swift. But um, I got something I want to talk about. Oh, so what they saying? Uh, so what they saying in these streets? Um, so Chris Brown and Diddy both took a trip down memory lane and commented on their exes' IG pictures. Oh no! Yeah. So Diddy jumped in the comments of. Uh, his ex Cassie to congratulate her on her pregnancy. Um, as everyone knows, uh, he hired a trainer for her, and then they fell in love. And, I actually know, did not know that. It's super fucked up. <laughs> she fell in love with the hired trainer. Yeah. Anyways, she bogus. But um, that, that's probably some internal stuff that I don't know that I'm not privy to, so I can't be a you know I can't judge that situation 100. percent But so yeah, he jumped in her comments congratulating her. And then Chris Brown also jumped in Victor Cruz's comments. And Victor Cruz is now dating Carucci. Carucci is Chris Brown's longtime girlfriend, now ex. And he's still in love with her. But he jumped in there being petty. He was talking about dude's outfit looked like he shop off the mannequin. Um, Which some mannequins are fire, okay? I ain't gonna even lie. It's the mannequins that got the yes. fl- Yeah, the, the fits be fire. Do you ever go to that store in MOA, first floor, uh, right across from Cinnabon? Those mannequins, I don't remember the name of the I store. I think it's called like Villa or something like that. It first floor or second floor? Like bottom floor. Oh. They have the most fire. Ask Maurice about it. They have yeah. the most fire mannequins. Yeah. It's all it's a it's men's pretty much. Yeah, most fire mannequins you've ever seen. It's lit. They're dressed to the nines. Those mannequins to the nines. So to the nines. To the nines. Literally. <laughs> Imagine to the nines. <laughs> to the nines. <laughs> to the nines. Okay. But, but um yeah, so he was just clowning them. He was like, no shade, no shade. It's all love. I. I could be a stylist, you know, I could take him out, let me take him out, whatever. Being petty in the comments, and then later he said that he was hacked. I heard that as well. So. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about it. Well, number one, I don't believe that you you were hacked. Yeah, no, he wasn't hacked. That's complete bullshit. He wasn't hacked. Let's be real. Now, do people still get hacked in 2019? Yes. Yeah, of course. Charlemagne, (laughs) I'm kind of with him on that. Like, who gets hacked in 2019? But... It happens every now and then. You know, we got smart computer people out here that know how to finesse the system. Right. But I don't believe it. I think he has serious, like, issues with closure on that whole situation, and he just wanted to be petty. Super petty. Super petty. I think think the same thing. I think he was um, just having a moment. Somebody made a joke that was like, uh, it probably was a Henny night for him. He was off the Henny, and you know. Probably. Get that dark look in your that system sh- and make you do some Woo! shit. When you do some shit. You'll be sending some text messages mm-hmm. that you'll go back and like, look like, uh, yikes. Yeah, I shouldn't have did that. Mm-mm. Um. So yeah, I think he, I think he was being super petty, and it was intentional. And then he tried to clean it up with the. Um, I was hacked. With, yeah, with the hack. I'm like, if you're gonna do the hack thing, you got to do a better job at it. You got to start posting like random promo of like random. Get money fast or whatever on your page and post that like nine or ten times. Right. And, and how did he get control of it back so, so quick. quickly? Exactly. That's why I'm like, you have to like, you have to play into the You're whole thing. full of if it. If I ever say some wild shit on the internet and then I claim I'm hacked, trust me, I'm following through with the act <laughs> the whole way. Tell you. <laughs> 
Like, it's going to be mad ads. I'm going to post a porn. It's just going to be a what? bunch of shit. It's be like, oh, he definitely did get hacked because he wouldn't have never posted that. I'm telling right. you, it's going to be super lit. Y'all going to know I got hacked. Whoa. When I'm, I did get I'm hacked. I'm so scared for that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> do you think uh, Diddy was being petty? So we agreed that Chris Brown was being petty. No, I think he actually had good intentions. I think, yeah. I feel like he is in a different place since his um, baby, mama. baby mama passed away. Mm-hmm. And I think that he actually genuinely probably wants happiness for her and actually feels happy for her that she's moved on yeah. and she's found love and having a baby. Because it seems like from the outside looking in, to me, it looks like she wanted things that he was not prepared to give her. And so then she sought those out elsewhere. Yeah. And that's where she landed with her trainer. But, you know. Yeah, no, I, I think I, I understand that. I've been struggling with it because I'm like, it, a part of it could be petty. Like, I, I still feel like he got some petty in him. Like, it's Diddy. I, I know he got a lot of petty in him. But. You don't think he's just, like, too grown for that now? Like, he's getting older. Yeah, I think he's hurting right now. That's what I. That's what I think. And but and that's but that's why I thought he was being petty. That's why. You, okay. So you do the sweet approach, and then you get the oh he's being so sweet um, to her, and she did him bogus. Like the narrative could get flipped. It's yeah, a transfer of energy. That's true. Maybe there's no direct like backlash to him or to her, but then slowly people's minds start, like, they start analyzing the situation and be like, damn, she really is bogus. Like, he really loved her and he's happy for her even if she did him bogus. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a subconscious thing. It could be some super reverse psychology situation going on, but I do, I did think of of that. That did cross my mind and that's why I asked the question. Well, see, I think because your mind is in a dark place (laughs) and I'm actually in a very happy place. (laughs) You just want, you're just a glass empty kind of nigga. Anyway. Oh, you got me super fucked up. (laughs) No, I'm in a very happy place. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. What else they saying out here? All right, so the MTV movie uh, and TV awards, they took place on Monday, mm-hmm. and Love and Hip Hop took home the award for reality show royalty, beating out Jersey Shore, The Challenge, The Bachelor, and Vanderpump Rules. The cast of Jersey Shore was visibly upset by the win, and later Dina, you know Dina, the, the other little meatball. <laughs> the other little meatball she posted on instagram calling the win complete bullshit do you think the cast was deserving of the award um love and hip-hop yes deserving of of reality show royalty in uh, for an mtv tv sh- no Really, I don't think they were deserving of that. I think if they were, if it was a BET award and they won that, mm-hmm. I would say they were deserving of it. I think this was uh, going back to pandering. I think this was a way that MTV is pandering towards the black community because we always say VMAs or whatever award gets it wrong. Mm, yeah. So they they pandering. They want to get some more ratings from the black community, um, some more support, whatever. But yeah, I think I think that was, I think that was bogus. Of them to deprive. I mean, I think any any situation, any awards situation where you have clear winners and you fix it so that somebody else wins to pander to a certain crowd, I think that's bogus. I think whoever wins should win. I'm gonna have to disagree with you. Yeah, go ahead. Because Jersey Shore 
I don't think Jersey Shore should have won. I'm, I'm gonna get that. I oh, get oh that okay, clear. okay. Who I do you who do you think should have won? Uh, I'm a fan of the challenge, but that's just my own personal bias. That is. Yeah. Well, no, okay, but world, the, cha- world, the challenge the challenge has been going on for forever. Fifty seasons. But 52. also, the challenge is all based off of like people from the real world, mm-hmm. and the real world is really like the bread and butter of reality show MTV as far as MTV goes. Yeah. So that wasn't even in the category. Do they even do real world anymore? They don't. They got it on Facebook Live now. Like they just started a new season and it's not Facebook Live, Facebook Watch. So Facebook has the rights to real world. It's actually it come on on Thursdays. I just found this out. Mm-hmm. And I've been watching. They got two seasons. I mean two episodes out. So they've been doing it. They restarted it, but it's not on MTV per se anymore. Okay. But I think that Love and Hip Hop created something so big as far as for reality TV culture uh, amongst black people. It, and it's not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> and we'll get into that more. Yeah. But Mona Scott, as <laughs> Mona Scott has been ruining lives for a long time. For a long ass time. And she like, deserves an award for it, right? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but the show was good. The show was very, very good. And it felt, in the beginning, very real. Yeah. I was a huge fan of Love & Hip Hop. Yeah, I do remember those days. So I think, if anything, they are the the funnest to watch out of all the reality. Out of those shows. You know what? Actually... You know what? Vanderpump Rules is pretty lit too. I've I'm never seen not it. E- I don't even know what that is. You should watch it. It's a, a spinoff of one of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and oh, she yeah. owns a restaurant and like all the people that work there. No, no, it's ask nah. more, dude. Yeah, nah, no, no, That's no. That's one of those married shows that no, it's get into no, it's not a married show. I'm saying like you like it, so he watch it, but then he end up getting into it, and then he start asking about it like. <laughs> Yo, you seen what happened to Christina? Maurice loves that show. That shit, no. (laughs) That show Uh, is good. Okay, but it's not royalty, though. Okay, you know what? You you know what? I I, I just thought about this. As you were talking, I think Love & Hip Hop created, and Mona Scott Young, she created a a show with a legacy similar to the Kardashians. It may not be on their scale, but the longevity of it and- The, the amount of spinoffs and other things that have come from that show, it's it's been lucrative for her and also the people who are involved in it. So in that, now that I think about it, I would say that that show did deserve to re- win royalty because if you're royalty, then you're royalty no matter what platform you set yourself on. And just because they were at an MTV Awards doesn't mean that they can't win royalty even though they're a black show. So I take my initial statement back saying that they should have won it on BET. I think, yeah, I think that's it's fitting. Plus, the competition, like, I understand my bias is the challenge, real world the challenge, but that's not a royalty. Like, that's not a show that would win royalty. I can't see that show winning royalty. If anything, The Bachelor, too, is huge. Yeah, oh, yeah, The Bachelor, should, yeah. It, it, was that one of the nominees? Yeah, it was. It was. But to, to be wholeheartedly honest, black people don't watch The Bachelor. That's a fact. That is a fact. They had their first black batch. Was it The Bachelor or Bachelorette? Oh, no. The they're just about to have their first black bachelor. A word. Like their very first one, like coming up soon here. They had yeah. their first black black bachelorette. 
now they're about to have their first black bachelor. Bat, God. Bachelor. Bachelor. <laughs> bachelor. Um, one of the bachelorettes, uh, or no, one of the girls from The Bachelor, the one, the one that won last season. I don't watch the show. Of shit. The Bachelor. Uh, she works out at my gym. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, she was in there one day and everybody was like, oh, that's the girl from The Bachelor. So I just walked up to her and I was like, are you from the bachelor? Wait, did she win or did no, she won. dude she... ended up going with somebody else? No, he, he picked her. Oh, he did? He picked her and then I think they was together for a little bit, then they broke up. But yeah, she was in there and I was like, yo, you from the bachelor? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, that's dope. I was like, you look super familiar. I ain't know shit about it. Yeah. I just heard somebody <laughs> else say it. Just wanted to go up and have a conversation with her. She was cute though. Okay. Yeah, was what cute. was her name? I do I just I don't, I don't know this bitch. <laughs> She looked like every other white bitch in the gym, but whoa! I'm sorry, I did not mean it. <laughs> Look, it's Friday. I'm super loose. I apologize. I did not mean the b word in a derogatory manner. I'm just saying. She <laughs> no, you you fucked then, up for that, that one. That shit is getting edited. Edited. All right, we're gonna we're gonna put a button on this. Oh, um, love hip hop should have won. Go black people. <laughs> Goddamn niggas. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) with all that talk of reality shows, that brings us into this week's conversation. Oh, hey. In this segment, we get deep and sometimes uncomfortable. We ask tough questions and share our unpopular opinions with the intention of promoting growth through conversation. All right. All right, so we in this bitch. Um... With all the talk of reality shows, uh, that brings us into this week's conversation again. Um, so, Juma, I want to ask you, what is your favorite reality show? My favorite reality show? Ah. Okay, I'm going to... I have so many. Mm-hmm. I'm a reality show fiend. Ooh. Like, you don't even know. That's but I have to say my, like, absolute favorite right now is... It's somewhere between Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Vanderpump Rules. Okay. All right. Um, I don't know yeah. what <laughs> either of them shows Okay, do, so my, the the whole like it's a guilty pleasure of mine because I hate I hate seeing people with so much money, but I also love it. Yeah. Like it's, it's like disgusting. Like it's, it's so nasty. It's just, no, it really is. It's like disgusting. Like they hop on a private jet to Hong Kong, like on a Wednesday when they feel like it, yeah. and we just over here like just scraping our fucking pennies together, yeah. just trying to buy a pair of shoes. You got some big pennies over here. That's what I'm saying. I have lots of pennies. I have yeah. you can't see, <laughs> but I have a bag of coins, like literally, like yeah. not even figures. Right. Like I have a bag of coins right. on my countertop right as we speak. Go into your coin bag. <laughs> Jump right <laughs> that was so ugly. <laughs> it was ugly. That was so. Mm-mm. But do you have a favorite reality show or My a guilty pleasure? Favorite reality show slash guilty pleasure. We talked about this one time in the past too. We did the episode with John and uh. Uh, Joyce. Oh, yeah, damn, yeah, yeah. But, um, shout out to my brother and sister. Yeah, shout out to y'all, the Multiaba twins. Even though y'all ain't twins, y'all are twins. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah, Real World. Real World is top. Jersey Shore for a while, I actually even bought season two and three on DVD. Still got them at the crib in my collection. Do you really? I promise you, yeah. I go back and watch them all the time. Like, if I'm bored, season two, when they was in Miami, it was lit. Um, 
But that actually, I'm not even. I'm like not to. Go ahead. No, I I actually really loved the Jersey Shore. That was like my back shit, when yeah. it first came out, that yeah. was my shit. I, every week, every Thursday, I was every, in the crib. They were so entertaining. Yeah. A lot of those MTV reality shows are great. Yeah. They were so good. Yeah, I agree. They were terrible, but they were good. <laughs> I definitely agree. I wish they would bring College Hill back on. Um, See, that's on one I didn't watch. You didn't watch it. No. Yeah, you need to get into that. College Hill was lit. It was just black kids going to school, but also living in a house together. Um, so you see the the school aspect, but then you see all the ratchet shit that they get into in the house, and it's it's like college. You you really live your freshman year of college, whatever that freshman year for you was. You see that on TV. That was one of my favorite shows. Yikes! Because um, I would not want to see myself. Yeah, they be they be getting some ratchet <laughs> shit on there. Freshman year yo. again. Ratchet. Mm-mm. Um, but a lot of them was seniors. But I say freshman year because freshman year is usually when everybody like wilds out. Oh yeah. But uh, I would say my favorite right now, even though it just went off, um, is the challenge. Real world, the challenge. I just like so the competitive went, nature. Like it went off, off. No, no, no. Just the season ended. Oh, okay. Season ended, reunion, and then it's been a couple of weeks. But yeah, the challenge is super competitive, and I like, like I don't watch sports, but I like competitive stuff. I like athletic shows. I just for whatever reason never got into the schedule of, of sports. But the challenge is super dope. You see people, you know, doing a bunch of. I bet you watched it like the whole time, thinking like oh, I could do that. Some of that shit, yeah. I ain't gonna lie. Some of that shit, I'm like, oh, I could do that. And then other, like, some of the other stuff, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about, like, jumping off the top of this. Like, nah, I'm not jumping right. 300 feet. But I am doing a uh, a Tough mutter, or similar to a Tough mutter oh, this really? year in October. So, um, Dope. I did not know that. Yeah, I signed up for it. I signed up for it in, like, March, February. Like, But, yeah, I'm, I'm doing that this year. So I watch those, and I just think about, you know, that's what it's going to be like going through a 5k of obstacles i i i can't lie the challenge made me so anxious really so fucking anxious i would be sitting there like oh he's gonna make (laughs) 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 the whole time don't watch it don't watch it anxious as fuck it's gonna fuck you i'm like you gonna fall to your death and and bust your ass but to your death but like bust Bust your ass and to your death but like you still bust your ass yeah. <laughs> I hate yeah, you. Right. <laughs> well, so that brings me to reality show culture. Now, when I say reality show culture, I mean we live in a time where people become famous for doing nothing, right? Famous for being famous. Famous for being famous. And we've gotten to a point in our society where People aspire to get onto their own reality shows mm-hmm. for clout, for you know, their own promotion or gain. Like I was saying, yeah. a multitude of reasons. But do you think that this is something that our generation truly lives in? Um. Yes, I think, and I know we're gonna talk about it more. But like social media and reality show, they go hand in hand. It's mm. you portraying yourself in a way that you don't actually live, but it makes people attracted to, you know, that whatever that lifestyle is. So people get on reality shows to portray their life in sometimes the worst ways, but a lot of times they try to pro- portray it in the best ways. 
Same thing people do on social media. Just to people are attracted to drama and people are attracted to success. And if you can put that into one Oh, that's good. Yeah, one show. Oh, that is a that's a jewel you know, right I'm out there. Here. I'm out here, you know. I do this. I'm a professional pilot. Maybe that's why I like the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills so much. Yeah. Success and drama. Yeah. Because that's literally all it is. Yeah. It's the same reason. Um, I mean, if we really want to break it down, the reason a lot of men are uh, are super into sports is because you see somebody super successful in whatever sport and whatever field this is. You see a person what like how. Um, hard work and dedication can lead you to the top of your industry. And professional sports is the top of, you know, the, the sports industry. So it's it's that success. You're like, yo. That's why everybody watches the championship games of whatever sport because you want to see that team, that success. You want to hear, you want to be there for the success story. You want to be there for when that person reaches it. And people like to watch just people live in their success. That's Damn, yeah. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. It's a reason we watch everything. If you, if we can boil anything down to like the 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 pure nature of humanity um, and how we're attracted to certain things, um, I'm not familiar. attracted to triumph and tragedy. Exactly, like every every story is triumph and tra- tragedy in some way, shape, or form. It's usually masked. Sometimes they mask it in love, where the tragedy is the heartbreak, Ooh. and you know what I mean. But they it's still triumph and tragedy. Damn, you coming with the the knowledge Look, today? I'm out here. You know my brain is working. God, you know, it's a damn. good day. I'm blessed, black, and highly favored. <laughs> God did his thing when he put me together. Y'all see this? Look you, at this. I can't stand Ooh. you. But where do you think it all started, though? Like, where do you think? Like reality TV, like really took off from. What is it mm. that kickstarted it? We, are we talking shows or just in general in, in in life? Well, let's do both. Let's do both. Okay. Um, I would say reality TV started. I think it's it's one of the oldest things in time. I think just people. A version of reality TV in a in a very minuscule uh, sense is the the saying is like what goes on in our house like stays in our house and then we got to go outside like even if things are crumbling on the inside we got to go out and put on for the rest of the community because we don't want people to know what's going on in our household right right so that is a, a version of acting that's a version of of acting like everything is okay even though it's even though it isn't portraying a certain image, the image that you want to be seen as, not the image that you're actually living. Um, everybody does it to a certain extent. Nobody, you know, whatever. Somebody asks you how you doing, you just say I'm fine. You don't, and you smile. You don't tell Man. them. I hate when people really give you everything. Yo, <laughs> tell me why that happened to me at your G Ma's house. <laughs> oh yeah, I was there for that. <laughs> <laughs> I asked somebody, "Hey, how you doing?" They broke. They literally, man. Look, look, drunk family members is a different story. <laughs> <yo. laughs> that shit come out. But um, but yeah. So that that's a version of putting on, right? And I think through that, um, people just want to portray the best things of life, and they want to watch the best things of life. They don't want to deal. They want an escape from their reality. All mm. of it goes back to that. I think. Um, and reality TV, it may have started in like a media sense with, I don't know. I'm not that well versed on like, you know what I'm going to say, I'm going to say 
actually that real world is what mm. really propelled yeah. reality TV. Damn, I, I, I don't know why I couldn't think of that. But yeah, because real world was real world has was been the around. First one that I seen. Yeah, real world has been around for a very long time, and I think it started like what in in the nineties, like yeah, not, like early nineties. I'm not sure the exact year that it aired, but like it's been around, and I think that is really what propelled people to start watching reality television because from there it turned into things. A lot of things like. Um, do you remember those shows on MTV where it was always like a celebrity or it was like a bunch of celebrities in a house and they would compete? Oh, um, what was that wasn't real world, but I remember that. Uh, what was that called? I, I cannot for the life of me think of the what. first season of real world aired in 1992. Oh, dang. So yeah. it's been a it's been a long time. Yeah. But I think that is. That is definitely what propelled it. And you, what really, really solidified reality television was keeping up with the Kardashians. That is what solidified and made it like we're not, it's not going anywhere. I think it happened before that. I think it happened before that with like the, the, for the love of like Ooh, Flavor Flav. I forgot all Yo, yeah. I forgot <laughs> all about those shows. Cause that that's flavor of love, flavor of love, flavor of love was the one. Okay, but those were competition shows. But it was still reality. It was still you, you living. I don't know. You watching destruction of a whole household of women. That is true. And anytime you put a bunch of fairly attractive women in one place and a guy that they're competing for, you get to see the animalistic side of women. You get to see like them trying to put on, a lot of women put on sex for or attractiveness in their bodies for the men that they want, right? And if it's a competition. So it's it's like you got all the elements. You get the drama, you get the sexy, and you get the overall success at the end with whoever you were rooting for ends up getting the person that, you know, it's like... Yeah, it's like it becomes a TV show, like a game show almost. Right. And you like you just oh, I want hoops to win. I want hoops to win, and then hoops win, and then you super happy. Right. Do you, but do you think those dating shows were toxic? Uh, I think in today's society they would be seen as toxic. Me personally, do I think they were toxic? I think they were entertainment for that for that era. It could have been bad subliminal message messaging. To women mm-hmm. and to men, to think that all women want them and they just have to choose which one they want, and then women think that we have to do things to stand out from the rest and, and compete for a man's attention. And I was just surprised that that many women actually wanted to fuck Flavor Flav. No, th- so this is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing. This. The same thing you said. You would get on the reality show for the clout, yeah. for the eyes, and then you would leave. That's all. A lot of them women probably were struggling actresses trying to get, you know. Put, Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's valid. And then they just was like, you know what? We're going to take all of these struggling actresses. There's not enough movie roles to get all of these women. But we're going to get some of them and throw them in this house and see how they act. So you think New York didn't really love Flavor like that? Actually, I think she probably was the one, the only she one that the actually only one that probably had a crush on that nigga forever. <laughs> and then she, oh, flavor, yeah, I'm in it. But Ugh. yeah, in New York, yeah, 
I don't understand that woman. She was so problematic. I hate it. I ain't gonna lie. I used to watch that shit, but I hated her. I, I hated her. She was just everybody. Hated she was her. too much. But it, it made for good TV. She was a very good TV villain. Yeah, of, definitely. Of like reality shows. Definitely. Um. So moving on to keeping up with the what's it keeping up. Keeping up with the Kardashians, um, that began in 2007, and now they're on their 16th season. Uh, do you think they will ever disappear from TV? Yes. You think they gone? You think they out of here? I do. I don't know if it's going to be... You right. do watch it, though. I don't watch it anymore. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I used to watch it, like, religiously yeah. when I was younger. When, they, when this first season came out... Oh, I was a Kardashian fan. Oh. I was Najuma Kardashian. <laughs> no, that's so ugly. Jumashian. <laughs> that's so ugly. No, I, I was like a fan, like a real life fan. And then I think it was like maybe around the time of like college, I was just like, this shit is whack now. Yeah. But I think they eventually will disappear because I think people will get tired of them and they they'll be forced out. Like, I think I think their ratings are already down, like, as we speak. Yeah. And the only reason why they're able to, like, maintain somewhat of their ratings is because of drama like Jordan Woods. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. And we talked in depth thoroughly about their beef with Jordan and all what happened. Go back and listen to... Through the through Jordan, Jordan Woods. Woods. I forget what episode that was. Yeah, I don't remember it's like 27 and 24. But it was the first time that a black woman, oh no, I won't say the first time a black woman ever beat the Kardashians because Black China had that yeah. down pat. But yeah, <laughs> Black China came out on top in that. She did. But the only reason why they were able to sustain that somewhat now is because people want to hear the other side of the Kardashian story. Yeah. And Chris Jenner, she's a, a master at spinning mm -hmm. the Kardashian narrative. And so I'm sure on the show she can make it look like, oh, look, this is what really happened. And, and Jordan was lying. And so I'm interested to see if there's going to be any additional backlash from, from, the, episode from the episode airing for um, Jordan. I don't know. I, well, to, to first, I want to I want to speak on um, will they disappear? I don't think they're going anywhere. You don't. I don't think they're going anywhere at all. I think I don't think the family's going anywhere. I just mm. think the show is going mm -hmm. gonna go away. I think every every year they find some reason to make us and us is like a a very loose us because I'm not included in that us, but I mean people, their fans, um, us as a society to be interested in whatever the fuck is going on in their life. They it's something that hits every year around the same time, right before the season starts. And then they air it. You don't think that they like prepare these these stunts? Yeah, of course. This I think a lot of this stuff is calculated. Okay. Do you think this whole Jordan Woods thing was calculated? Do you think that was real? Jordan Woods is probably in on it. I think I think part like I, I don't know. I don't know what that family is capable of, but I do think a lot of that stuff is like they make that stuff happen and then the, you know, just to get people to watch the seasons and then give it six months and they're going to be cool. Like Kylie and Jordan Woods are going to be seen having dinner somewhere. You, and and be like, oh, headline, yeah. Kylie and and Jordan make amends. Exactly. And Khloe Kardashian happened to be in the same restaurant 
whatever. You know what I mean? Like right. it, it's gonna and it, they're gonna be cool again. They're gonna be seen out together and they're gonna all post a picture, the same picture with different captions. Um whatever, gone for a minute, but I'm back in it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> it's just it I, I think a lot of that stuff is is contrived. Or I don't know if that's the right word, but it, it's put in place to make people to draw people's eyes to the show. Interesting, interesting thought. I wonder if they gave her like a severance package, like here we'll give you this much money for us to like shun you for however long. Yeah, they honestly I don't put nothing past that family, and they probably did give her like some money and be like, all right. This is gonna hold you over, but all the press you're gonna get from this, you're gonna be able to go on and do whatever. Like they know what they're doing. Cause if if they really wanted to kill Jordan Woods, they wouldn't have put any in energy into it. They wouldn't have like they there's so much stuff that's thrown at them on a daily that they don't respond to. Why respond to this? Granted, it was concerning somebody's husband and the the breaking up of their family, but you don't have you could have easily just Slayed that shit on the rug, didn't say nothing, and let it blow over. But you put fuel to the fire, and then once the episode aired, you start making subtweets in your in your stories and stuff. Like you you did that purposely. You adding fuel to the fire so that people's eyes can be on the situation, so that they can watch the episode. You know what I mean? You keeping it going. So I don't know. I I just think a lot of that stuff, and that's why I don't think they're going anywhere because I think they have a lot of tricks up them up their sleeves, and they could easily come up with a story. There's, there's storylines built every day, B. Yeah, I mean, just like the show, they come up with content. Facts. That's right. And the more they come up with content, the more we gonna have content. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I think, like, like, uh, like Kenzie was saying, the Kardashians are a whole different beast. Yeah, that's that's different. And they've grown into something way bigger than anyone could have ever imagined. I think. Yeah. So I, I just personally, I think it's crazy that they've gotten to this kind of like celebrity status all from a home movie and a reality show. A home movie, a reality show, and Kim being uh, Paris Hilton's like closet. She, yeah. she used to design her closets or like shop for her or some so, shit like so that. So apparently what she used to do, she used to like go like ransack places like Goodwill in the rich neighborhoods of like Beverly Hills or whatever. Yeah. Buy all the designer shit and then sell it on eBay. Yeah. And so, so she was so she, a businesswoman from the front. Oh yeah. And so then I guess like that's when she started like styling people or whatever and that's how she got on with people like Paris Hilton. That's what's up. And I, I heard Charlemagne say something about cause she he used to work for Wendy Williams as some of y'all might know. And she was always like up at the radio station during the Wendy Williams radio show, whatever. And she ended up saying that he heard her say, or they was having a conversation. She was like, I want to be like Paris Hilton, but a hundred times bigger. And it's crazy. Wow. So now he heard her say that. Yeah. She said that to him. So now fast four years later, she She is that. Yeah. Paris Hilton is non-existent and Kim Kardashian is the biggest thing in reality TV. But then that that also tells me because Paris Hilton and uh, what was the other girl's name? Nikki, uh, uh, not Nikki, uh, Nicole, Richie, Richie, they were huge. I'm mad. I know that. Yo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Her and Nicole Richie, they had their reality show. Yeah. I forget what it was called. I don't remember what it's called, but I remember that, and that's why I remember the name. Oh, oh, Simple Life. 
Sample Life. Oh, and that was a good show too. Nah, <laughs> it was. It was been interesting. I, well, I didn't watch it. I just used to see the commercials when I was trying to watch Real World. <laughs> 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 but just think about how huge they were at the time. Yeah, yeah, huge. And now they still have their money, but like, where are they? Nobody knows. And Paris Hilton, Paris Hilton wasn't nothing to look at in the beginning, anyways. Like people were saying that she, like when her sex tape dropped and everybody was on that. I'm like, she's a skinny little white girl. Like no offense, but that was but in at the time though. That it was cool to be like true, super skinny. But she just wasn't attractive at all to me. And not just because she was skinny and white, but just because she just was not attractive to me. Yeah. At, and I was just like, why? Why is this a a thing? Why is she the one? So. Like seeing that, and then seeing Kim Kardashian come and blow up and be take her place, and then expand that place to where she's at now, I can understand it because Kim Kardashian has always been attractive, even though she had like body stuff done. But she, and it's funny, she actually, I heard this, I seen it somewhere, but she um, morphed the the body type of. All of the women nowadays, which is crazy to say that. What What do you mean by that? Okay, black women have always had those bodies naturally. Oh, okay, yeah, I so, see. Okay, I see yeah, where you're going so, now. Yep. Uh, uh, credit to black women all the way around. I'm not in you. I'm not taking the credit away from them. But um, she made like fat transfers and that body shape, the super slim waist, the hourglass figure. Granted, we've all white black women again, I'm say this shit again. Right. Black women have always had that shape. But she made it a thing where everybody wanted to wanted, be, yeah, yeah. White girls, whoever you are, wherever you are, you want that shape. Hispanic girls, Blasian. And, and granted, some all like Hispanics had everybody. it. They had it too. Uh, look, I don't want to take oh, none no, away. Oh no, no, they yeah, they some look, got body. Yeah. If somebody pop up in my thing, like black women always had bodies. Like, look, look, I know that, but <laughs> I'm saying she made it to a thing to where everybody wanted that. Yeah, yeah, I um, definitely agree with that and because during like the the Paris Hilton era, it was it was cool to have like nobody, nobody at all, like nothing, no fat to you. Yeah, just sticks. jeans was down to your goddamn. Uh, Pussy line. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> straight up. And then it was like the the ribs and like you were the crop top. The and crop the ribs top be out. to ribs. <laughs> ribs. Like, yo. No titties. No t- Nothing. It's nothing. like, show you, what is you doing? You a whole ass boy out here. It was like, <laughs> like, um, like Lindsay Lohan and Mean Girls. Yeah, nah. That I, was I, like, that was like, ooh, yeah. yeah. That's the figure right there. Nah. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the the show that we was talking about earlier. You said the where they put the celebrities all in one house. Yeah. It's called Surreal Life. I there we go. Yeah. There we go. Yep. Yeah. But um. So how much do you think across all like uh, reality shows? How much do, of it do you think is constructed? How much of it is constructed? Like like what is real and what is fake? Yeah. Like. Do you think that they come up with storylines for each person in pre-production and then be like, all right, so this is how we're going to film this, or I want you to act like this? Like, Do you think they do that? I think sometimes, I think some shows do that, but I think what a lot of shows do now is they take whatever like tragedy or headline is going on in the person's real life and playing it and drawing it out for as long as possible. Like you were always saying, you always say, um, 
a lot of creatives will live in a certain um, state of mind and they'll draw that out yeah. to keep their art going. Yeah. It's the same thing. Not that I'm saying reality TV is is art, art. but mm. they do the same kind of thing. They yeah. take something that happened in the in the person's life and make it a storyline and mm-hmm. see how long they can draw it out and exaggerate said storyline. I, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. I think that happens. Um, but I also think that sometimes they do because all right, my my friend Deshaun, you know Deshaun. We mm-hmm. all yeah, we all went to school together. Deshaun was on a, a singing competition show. Granted, it's different from a reality show, but it is still quote unquote reality competition. And they told him like, yeah, we need you to play it up and and, and make a you know come make a diss at this dude um, for the camera. So then they tell him, you know he he did good, but he just didn't measure up because the dude was short. So, so they, you know, they, they, they feed <laughs> yeah. him lines like that. And then they had a dude say something else about Deshaun. Like, oh, he was, he was, his singing was I, but uh, he can't dance or his dance was I, but he, you know, whatever, whatever the thing right. was. So to play up the drama, to play up the drama. So I think, and that's on a very minor level, but I think taking that and putting it into a big production, like uh, a full 17 episode season of a reality show, I think they definitely are putting little bugs in people's ears maybe it, whether it's true or not maybe they know okay oh yeah especially on love and hip hop yeah it's like i know you got beef with her or y'all got a little tension well she said this right and she said your daughter head big and then what you know <laughs> don't be talking about my daughter head you goofy you know then it, it becomes a big <laughs> I'm just saying like she said your daughter head is big <laughs> Don't nobody want to have a big head ass baby. <laughs> so, let me talk about my daughter. Head. It's cute. I like my daughter head. Everybody think their baby cute. <laughs> That's not a fact. That is not a fact. Some of y'all babies is oh man popped. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they they um they will. I think I think that they will like spread rumors within the cast. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Or put the bugs in their ear to cause controversy and drama what have you yeah. and it turns into something way bigger than that plus i've heard from like just interviews and di- I, I listen to the breakfast club every week so when they have certain stars on there i don't know them personally but like i don't watch the shows but i do listen to the interview and i get a little taste of what goes on and a lot of them talk about how if they're filming and they invite people that they know they don't like like people have beef, they'll invite them out to a dinner and then everything will be cool and then they'll just slowly start bringing up like the wine glasses full of water. And it's like now you know somebody's going to pick up the wine glass and, and throw some water in somebody's face and it's going to be a fight. Like They stage a lot of that stuff. Right. So. Well, now that brings me to the question, do you think that reality TV shows like Love and Hip Hop have, uh, they basically endorse violence in a way? Because they, they show it, well, okay, and they don't show it anymore. Like, they don't show um, fights on camera anymore. Yeah. But, l- like, for a very long time, oh, yeah. they would set it up, and then a fight would happen, and then you got to go, like, oh, I got to tune in next week because so-and-so got into a fight, and I got to see what happens right. and see how it all played out. Do you think that that endorses violence in a way? I think they endorse drama and they go through whatever limits to get that drama. So whether it's a fight, whether it's loud arguing, 
whether it's social media beef and words being exchanged back and forth, I think they go for the drama. They endorse drama. Um, so in a sense, yes, but I think it's bigger than just fights. I think they just want people. They endorse conflict. I think that's a better way to put it. Mm. Endorse conflict. They endorse conflict. Um, I could agree with that. Yeah. Do you think? Um, yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. We good. I don't have any follow-up questions, sorry. Um, I was going to try to come up with another question off of that, but, yeah, I ain't got nothing. So. Now, do you think, going back to the social media aspect that we touched on. Yeah. How do you think that social media plays into the success of reality TV? Um, because everything, like, if you don't have a social media presence in any field, you don't have anything social media presence or in the in the land of media if you're trying to do something in media you have to have a social media presence it's the resume that's going to get you the job so it's like linkedin you know what i mean yeah having those connections so i think they go hand in hand you 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 need to have some drama going on on social media because that's where everybody's at a lot of people well i've been on this podcast referring to social media as the streets quote unquote (laughs) Like, <laughs> like, not, not <laughs> no, but, the streets, aka, you know, yeah, it's, it's one street. particular person. Oh, you funny. Nah, <laughs> not, not that, not that. That's Maurice started that. But no, no I started that. Oh, oh that was you that, yeah, that started was that. Me. Niggas, niggas. But nah, the, the streets in the sense that, like, it, back in the day, we used to have to interact with people outside in the street. We would go outside and, like, interact that way. Now social media is that watering hole that everybody con you know c- congregates. Yep, yep, is yep. That the that's, right word? that's it. All right, yep. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to sound smart out here. Um, but yeah, the so that's where that is now. So you have to be in the streets to know what's going on. So they stir the shit up in, in the, the streets, in the streets, in the streets, <laughs> and then they bring it to reality TV. So I think they they go hand in hand. You have to. I think. It's interesting the the tie between them because they both create like this fantasy world in a sense mm-hmm. and you can almost portray your own reality show quote unquote on mm. Instagram or you know whatever your social media platform is you can almost create your own reality show cuz people are watching the content that you put out in your social media and and see you know what you're doing on a daily basis they can check in on you they can see oh you know zay just got a new job or you know oh juma got married last year like they can see that play out in front of their eyes exactly and so i think they they tie hand in hand so perfectly well and not perfectly in in a good way yeah but that again going back to reality TV show culture. Yeah. You create your own storyline. Exactly. On social media. And you have the ability to create that narrative and adjust it as needed. If you want to portray that you're this happy, go lucky person and you're always, you know, having a good time, you're traveling, you can do that. Yeah. On reality TV, they control the narrative. You know, they want to show that, um, the, the Kardashians coming coming back to them, you know they're this loving family that's so close, and whatever they go through, they're in it together. They may have their own drama and fights, you know, amongst one another, but at the end of the day, they're still this tight knit family. Yeah. 
which is the narrative that they're selling to us. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think, and um, just to piggyback off of that, um, with social media, like uh, YouTube is a form of social media in in a certain sense, and people do vlogs, and we were talking oh, about yeah. this earlier, mm-hmm. and a lot of people, and I used to watch vlogs um, every day. There was certain people that I, I follow, and they would portray a certain lifestyle for a certain amount of time, and then they'll come back later and be like, Yo, I, y'all, I was so depressed. But it gives them that, it, it adds to their storyline or whatever they were pushing with whatever. But yeah, so you get to create your own storyline on social media, and I think through vlogs or through your Instagram pictures or videos or whatever, you do get to create that and push whatever narrative you want. Um, so they do relate um, in, a, in a very close way. And I think it can be I think it could be both a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah, I think I think it could be a good thing in that um maybe you inspire somebody who's not having such a good time in their life to do something to make them have a good time in their life. Um yeah, I think you can do that and like be inspirational in showing off your you know all the highlights of your life, but at the same time, I do think it's bad because it sets an unrealistic expectation for people who can't get to that level. Or it could even be like a like an inspiration to your to oneself. So like if you yeah. want to use the example of Instagram, like I can go back and look at you know the pictures that I've posted and look at all like the the happy and good times that I've had and be like, "Oh, I remember that. I remember." Or yeah. even like somewhat of a um what's the word I'm looking for? inspiration board or like yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. something that you can inspire yourself with yeah. so like quotes like inspirational quotes or, or what have you yeah different affirmations and stuff. it can be whatever you want it to be um you just from what you posted and maybe different head spaces you were in in the past and maybe a quote that really helps you at a, at a tough time and you can go back if you're having a tough time go scroll down and see it oh you know keep your head up whoa that just helped me keep my head up right and i'm using you know placeholder but yeah where i think it gets dangerous is when you see people posting to create their the narrative that they have this lifestyle that they really don't have yeah We've talked about this numerous times before. Basically, you know, the life of a yachter. Yeah. You know, a girl who you see her in Atlanta, Miami, you know, wherever, wherever, you know, every single weekend. But are they really there? Yeah, are you really there? Are you saving the pictures to make it, like Drake said, you know, Posting the pictures to make it look like she goes somewhere every right, but this still the same, yeah. And you really like your mattress is on the floor. You barely struggling, like you barely surviving. Whipping but, a Nissan. <laughs> hey, don't come in Nissan, <laughs> my nigga. An O one Nissan. Don't, get off that. Get off that. <laughs> Nissans are fire. I don't care what year they are. No, I'm just kidding. I'm actually Nissans are fire. I actually like Nissans. Nah, no, fuck, nah, fuck out of here. <laughs> Nissans don't like you, nigga. O one though. Yeah. I said any year. Any year <laughs> Nissan is fire, nigga. It's Nissan. True. Love you, Noel. Just kidding. Noel, Nissan, if, if you ever want to, you know. Yo, if Nissan us. trying to endorse them, <laughs> Nissan. The only person, the only endorsement we not going to take is uh, our favorite bank. But uh, I digress. <laughs> now, that's a bank, nigga. They might be dropping a bag. I'd be in this bitch like, yo, y'all need to get a loan from. Like, anyways. Look. 
Mm-mm. But um, yeah, reality TV is is crazy. Um, do you think our generation? Oh, this is, oh, this is mine. Um, love and hip hop has been extremely popular, but is it harmful to the black community? Um, I think it's tough. It's really tough to to answer that because I think, I mean, it's really not tough. So my initial thought is yes, because they portray a, a, a side, a, a fraction of the totality of black people in a bad light. Mm. And it further perpetuates whatever stereotypes ex- that exist about black people. So, yeah, I think that they do. Like, I think it's bad. I think it's harmful. Maybe not. Even if we know that that's just the bad parts, and we understand like there's separation between that and and us. But the the connotation that it puts on us to other people to everyone else is bad. It's harmful to us because then we still look at as you know these whatever animals running around doing stupid shit even though we may act different but we look like them see what irks me is that there are plenty of other like ratchet reality tv shows that feature other races other cultures yeah that are not black that they can get away with doing those stupid dumb things for mm-hmm. example jersey shore facts they are just like, oh, it's just Jersey Shore. It's them just being crazy, whatever, whatever. But when black people do it, like it's a problem. It's not it's not entertainment. Which I, I do agree with you. I'm just presenting the other side no, of yeah, things. Yeah. I think that to say that they're perpetuating a stereotype is correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. But also it's entertainment. And we we know that. But yeah, it's just like do other people know that? Do other people who watch it or see it know that? Or do they think that's how all black people act? If you think if you think that I was gonna try to come up with an analogy, but basically if you think that black people are these um uncontrollable, super emotional, hyperactive, hyper emotional beings already that's already your thought on black people and then you see something on tv and everything you see in tv media and every interaction you have with black people reinforces that that idea then yeah you to you it's a virtual certainty it, it, they're already um, racist is basically what you're saying I, it's they're already they're not exposed. I mean, basically, I don't want to brand them as racist, but I, I just think some people are ignorant. They're already ignorant to how okay, okay. to the totality of a black person. So they mm-hmm. only have exposure to this one side, and then everything else that they see only shows this one side. Then you start thinking, oh, this only has one side. I, okay, so I could see because I do know some white people that literally like never. I won't say they've never met a black person, but they had never like hung out or had a conversation or really like sat down and like just conversed with a black person. And so when they started talking to me, they'd be like, Oh, you're regular. You're just normal. Yeah. You're a person. Like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, Like, (laughs) Like, what do you, 
oh, because of all the stuff that you see on TV and you assume that that's what they're yeah, like? Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. But if you know it's on TV and movies and some, oh, I was listening to a podcast that, that brought up such a great point. Um, and I'm not even talking about reality TV. I'm mm. talking about just TV and movies. If you notice, uh, black black shows, black roles, they're always some kind of suffering, especially black women. Yeah. They're expected to play the hardest roles of the show or the movie, get paid the least, yeah. <laughs> and have to like really go into a deep place to play that character yeah. and don't get the, the respect and recognition that they deserve from that. Yeah. Just a little food for thought. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about we're gonna have a whole conversation on on that. Uh, we could have a whole conversation on that because I think that's I think that's an issue, and I think that plays into the idea that um, black people naturally go through a bunch of suffering already, so it should be easy to tap into that place because you've already dealt with it. Exactly. Um, but again, it goes back to connotation. A lot of things are um, are placed upon us. Um, our branding is what I, I I've actually said this recently. I was on Chanel's podcast, um, and we were talking about shout out to Chanel. Yeah, shout out to the Singlehood podcast. Um, I will be promoting when that when that drops. But yeah, it, we we are branded a certain way, and so it's, it's like if it's reinforced. In Wait, you mean you mean black people are branded yeah. a certain way? Okay, black people are branded a certain way, and it's usually in a negative light. So then everything that Anytime someone sees us, they get that idea of the negative, and then if it's reinforced, then it becomes certainty again. Like, so I, I don't think, like, I don't blame all um, people who are ignorant for being ignorant because they haven't seen anything else. Which, I mean, in, in today's society, actually, I do kind of blame them because there's so many outlets where you can be, like, you can become aware of. You can normal. get that information. Yeah, you can get normal black people, and like, but I understand because, like, me personally, I, I've dealt with it in the past year. I was on a on, on a in a dance group with a bunch of Asians. Everybody was Asian. I was the only black person. I was the only other like person outside of Asian. Nah, um, I forgot. It was two other girls, but they were already super familiar with like Asian culture. They a lot of their friends were. So I was the only person that was coming in super blind, mm -hmm. and. I had a certain connotation of Asian people being shy, quiet, and, you know. Really? Yeah, kind of nerdy or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, being around them and seeing, like, one, everybody was dancing, so it was a different, you know, feel. But they, the jokes that they made, they referenced Cardi B and, like, hip-hop, you know, just culture. The, the culture that we, we speak on all the time, they would reference things from them, and, and that was part of their everyday life. So it was just interesting to see that. Mm -hmm. And, like, oh, they regular people. Like, they just people that happen to be Asian, to, that happen to maybe have a slight accent or something like that. Right. But it's just... So it does take that exposure to, to come to that realization sometimes. Um but you have to be open to exposing yourself to it, and a lot of people right. aren't. A lot of people do not, and that's that's the problem. Yeah, we definitely switched from reality TV. We to definitely race. did. You know, we always yeah, <laughs> we, we get off moving. topic around here. We be moving. <laughs> yeah. So, is it likely that young girls look up to women on shows like Basketball Wives and Real Housewives, um, that franchise, and aspire to be the wife of said you know rich 
famous person? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to say this. I actually, when I was younger, I wanted to be one of them. You wanted to be a basketball wife. I wanted to be a wife of maybe not a basketball player, but a basketball player, a football player, a rich man. Got you. Somebody who could take care of me. Yes. Because I used to watch shows like that. Mm. And I got this idea, well, I don't need to create a career for myself. I could just become, you know, the wife of this person and have them take care of me. So do you at what age did that change? Or what happened in your life that made you change that Um, idea? You know, that's a good question. I think I don't think there was like a significant time, but as I just got older, I was like, Okay, that's stupid, Najuma. (laughs) Like (laughs) don't be dumb. Okay, so do you and the reason I asked that because I figured you would say something like that, like it just kind of graduated, like you became more um, experienced in life and you're like, okay, that's not how life works out. And you were okay with that. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, two things. One, do you think that other little girls have that same revelation? Do you think like that's universal, that they'll all come to terms like, oh, okay, you know, that's cool? No, I don't think all you girls d- come to that revelation. Okay. I think that, some women, some girls who turn into women get stuck in that and they never mm. come out of there. And you know what? And I was going to try to combat you, but I, I actually agree with that. And this goes back to, if we go back to episode seven, where I talked about um, marriage and the whole idea of marriage being marketed towards women and not really marketed towards men, which is why you have the discrepancy between guys not wanting to be married or not seeing the importance of it, and then women stressing super hard and putting their whole value in being a wife. Right. It's because it's marketed to I them. forgot you said that. Come on. Because that it, was some real shit. Yeah. You you challenged me at first when I first said it. You weren't, you weren't fucking with it, but we had a, that was the five-hour conversation day. Damn. That was the five-hour conversation day. <laughs> but And you know what? Now looking back at that conversation, I think you definitely had a point there. I think you definitely had a point in there somewhere. Yeah, somewhere in there because just going back to like you agreed that with like shows like The Basketball Wives and Real Housewives, girls grow up to want to be the wife of. Now, if you take the the significant statute of the man out of the picture, you get Disney movies where they're just the wife of, you know, actually wife of a prince. So still that stature is still there, but it's the wife of some guy that's going to come sweep them off their feet. Mm-hmm. That's going to be so pristine and so great. They they fall for that and they're like, okay, my value, I don't get value until this man picks me, until I'm married by this man. So yeah, I think that that a lot of women grow up with that idea, and then that's why it's so hard for them to, to uh, accept reality that you know what you have value in you already. You don't need to be married. You know, marriage isn't the end all be all of your value, and. I think right now there's a big wave of women in self-care and, and self-awareness and, and, and a lot of a lot more healthy practices with attachment to, to men. And I, I support it 1,000 percent because I like I understand that it's almost a disease to, to think that your value lies in the validation of somebody else. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Like that. Can that just came full circle for me? Yeah, because 
now that I look at that and I see that, like shows like Basketball Wives, um, you know, Football Wives, or like all those shows. Even the game, that show, the game. The game, know. I used to watch that. Yeah. A lot of that, yeah, it made me think like, well, who could I get to validate me and to take care of me? No. That's when I will actually like have that. Yeah. Have that value. No. You we just be, made me holy shit. We be in this bitch. <laughs> you um, just made me discover something <laughs> about myself. Well, you know, Lil Juma. Yeah, Lil Juma. But not 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 big, big, not, Juma. not big, big Juma. Juma. Big Juma, she got her own. She out here. Big Juma knows better, and yeah. she wants to take care of herself. Yeah, with a with an equal partner. Exactly. <laughs> um, and shout out to Reese. You know, he was supposed to be on the podcast he this was, week, but he had he to was. work. We miss him. And I think he's supposed to be getting home any second. Yeah, he's going to be walking in soon. Um, but, yeah, so to all the – I just want to say to all the maybe younger women or women who are still struggling with finding your value, um, know that your value does not lie in the ring or the validation of a man. You are valuable on your own, and whatever he brings to the relationship will only increase the value of the both of you should only increase the value of the both both of you. If you're dealing with somebody that's pulling your value down, remove yourself from that situation. And also, um, just to put a button on the whole, um, like, uh, marriage being marketed towards women, I do think we need to have some type of reform in media. And I don't know exactly how, but definitely needs to be something where we start showing more positive uh, images of women being self-sufficient and not dependent on the man. You know what show really um, kind of flipped the script for me as far as that, that wanting that? It was a show called Single Ladies on VH1. I've talked mm. about it before, but it wasn't a reality show. It was it was a scripted TV show. Yeah. But basically it was three single women like living their best life. Like they own, one of the girls owned her own boutique and everything and they would just like fuck dudes and like make their own money and yeah. <laughs> like just live life. And I was like, damn, that looks like a good time. Were too. they black? Uh, two were black. One was white. So it was like uh, interracial cast casting of like Sex in the City. Kind of like, minus one. Gotcha. A gotcha. little bit, yeah. yeah. And they lived in Atlanta, Georgia. But yeah, I think that seeing things like that. I think could definitely change the narrative of media, like needing that validation. Yeah, but then you get women finding, and the, the the thing with that is, it could go two ways. You could have women seeing, and everything is always there's going to be a bad in, in it somewhere, but they would find either validation in attaining some super great title, prestigious title at work. Which is a great goal to have, but then you miss out on other things because you might be too focused on that. Or you find validation in being sexually liberated. And there's a thin line, and there's Clark and... Uh, oh, yeah. Shout out to, to Clark Jan. and Jan for that episode. If, any, if anyone cares. Y'all yes. need to go listen to that episode because it was fire. Episode. But it's a thin line between being sexually free and being a hoe. And, and it... It it'll it could I could see it straddling that line. If a woman finds value in being sexually liberated, then she might also find validation in being like the sex with the man because the man chose to have sex. You know what I mean? She could have a weird attachment to 
the sex because it's still some form of validation from a man. I agree. So. But I think it is important to show women being sexually liberated in media as well. I do think so. Because, and, oh, my bad. No, oh. you're good. I, I just think personally, like in the, U, in the U.S., in, in particular, yeah. we like sex is so taboo, especially for women. Mm-hmm. Women are not supposed to enjoy sex. They're not supposed to have fun and express their sexual freedom and, you know, sleep with multiple people at more, you know, at more than one person at a time. Right. Things like that. That's why I love. And they also talked about um, the show. She's got to have it. Yeah. I love that show. It's a great show. Um, and I think it's important to show young girls that because, again, we don't want them to grow up thinking that sex is just supposed to be for the man right you are supposed to enjoy it too and it's not something that you should shy away from or you know hold back on or be like timid scared of it yeah Yeah. i think that's so important yeah i think um just piggybacking off that i think women's sexual enjoyment should be a course in high school or something like sex ed but an emphasis on like women enjoying sex because a lot of sex ed in high school is anti-sex. It's abstain, it's abstain, abstinence. You know, yeah, based. It, but they gonna fuck. Kids are fucking. Right, and that's what I don't get. We are in so off topic, but we are. I but never understood that. I was like, all right, so we're still gonna fuck. So why? Right, like <laughs> why are you, we? You you sitting here telling me not to fuck, but you're pregnant. Like the sex ed teacher <laughs> is literally pregnant. So how you gonna tell me not to fuck? And wear a condom when you clearly are. You clearly not do your, that yourself. Yeah, you're not doing. So nah, I'm not. No, Miss <laughs> Shannon, I'm uh, fucking or not, Miss Shannon. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I, I just think I think it all kind of goes back into the same overarching idea that we kind of touched on, but images, it, the images that are portrayed to us, um, are skewing us in a certain direction. Based on the maybe the the intended narrative of whoever creates the media, you know what I mean. So whether it's women being dependent on men to for validation, or it's every black people are you know wild animals, or it's uh, what was the other one? I don't know. You need to you're not successful unless you have this certain lifestyle. It it all ties around to the images that are being portrayed in reality TV and school teaching systems and movies and so so on and so forth. Yeah, I think it's extremely important to be mindful of what we're taking in Definitely. as far as media and to be intentional with that. If you know that you enjoy trash reality television, like just be aware it's trash reality television. Yeah. And it's it's constructed, it's fake, it's not something that we're supposed to try to live up to. It's not something that we're supposed to aspire to be or to, you know, I don't know. Yeah, just just yeah. not something that is real. Yeah, don't put all of your, your nuggets in one container, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> he does this shit every time. 
<laughs> I don't know, but you be subliminal just, with the shit. I can't stand put, it. Don't put your nuggets in the container. Don't put all unless your... you got some extra ketchup. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right. Um, the nuggets in the container, and you are you gonna eat the nuggets? If I got the ketchup, <laughs> I'm more of a barbecue sauce guy. No, I am girl. too, but I just thought you know ketchup was more relatable to the audience. You know, everybody likes ketchup. I mean, who doesn't like barbecue if, sauce? That's a fact too, because I love barbecue. I eat barbecue sauce. If you just barbecue don't sauce. like barbecue sauce, have you had a barbecue you're a sauce psychopath. sandwich? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Duh. I just pour some barbecue Have sauce. Have you ever had uh, a rodeo burger? I don't know what the fuck that is. It's a burger with cheese and onion rings and barbecue sauce and. Oh fuck out of here! Nah, that's nasty. He's saying that because he don't like onions. onions. What? Come on, <laughs> get out of here. Um, wait. Okay. Wait. I have one last question about reality TV. Let's go. Do you think the reality TV marriage curse is a real thing? Um. The. So like if you get married from So if you if you're on a TV show and you're married are you doomed to to get divorced? Are you in a real marriage with the person that you're co-hosting with? Or okay, wait. I I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not understanding this 100%. Okay, so okay. So are you really married to the woman? Like let's say if I'm in a reality show am I, am I really married to this woman? Yeah, so I'm it? talking like Tiny and TI. Uh, got you, got you, got uh, you, got you. Hogan knows best. Uh, Hulk Hogan. And, <laughs> Yo, you and, threw it all the way back. <laughs> Fuck. And and uh, his wife. What was the um, other one? Uh, Ice T and and Coco. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of. Who. It was another one. It was a white one. White. Couple. Uh, Rev Run and his Kamora. wife. Kamora Lee. No. Simmons. No. I thought that was his. No, wife no, no. One. That's the other Simmons. Anyway. Oh, got you. Yeah, that is <laughs> Russell Simmons, huh? Russell Simmons, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I don't know. All them niggas look the same. <laughs> <laughs> the Russell family look the same. <laughs> or Simmons family look the same. Well, yeah. So do you think that's a do you think that's a real thing? Uh I'm gonna say no because Tiny and uh TI they still together. Oh, uh, but they they I mean they went through their shit, but they like they're on the line. They still together. I think I think it could be. I don't think it, it's a it's a curse, but I do think it puts a, a different strain on the relationship mm. because you have to upkeep whatever image you're trying to portray, even though real relationships go through real shit every day. Oh yeah, and especially when y'all live together, shit goes down, and it's all on camera, and it's all for on camera. the world to see. In the first couple of days or first week or so, I'm sure you probably put on for the camera. All right, we're not gonna argue right now, you know. I'm going to text it to you or, right. you know, but after a while, that shit starts coming out and it don't come out pretty because arguments ain't pretty. Nah. Shit be happening. Shit blow up quick. Drop the spaghetti in the, uh, you know, in the kitchen. And and then everybody a has opinions exactly. about your fight mm -hmm. and they can tweet them. They can post about them. They can be like, man, you look, T.I. was wrong for this and this and that right. or you know, tiny is stupid for going back. Exactly. With, you know, and then it, it it does put a it puts a different strain on. So, I don't think there's a curse, but I do think there's a there's a certain amount of attention that gets put on your relationship that isn't healthy for that relationship. Mm -hmm. That can be unhealthy. I'm not gonna say always because people deal with they should how they deal with it, and some people get through it. 
That's valid. Man. Well, would you? We've solved it. We've solved the curse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask you, <laughs> but I think we, we we talked about that already. What, oh, if I would I have a, like would you you and Maurice do like a a married millennial show? Like if MTV hit y'all um, up right to now. To be like a hundred percent honest, I've always said no because I don't want my relationship out there like that. Yeah. But Maurice makes for good entertainment, and he's funny. That nigga would be good on TV. I wish he would have got, uh, what was it? Uh, <laughs> no, True Life? No, 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 He was supposed to be on True <laughs> no, Life. he was. And when y'all going to like fake a, fake a fight or no, some shit? No, no, no. So he he wanted to be, okay, so he auditioned <laughs> for True Life. And I think it was like me and my girlfriend are complete opposites. Yeah, something some shit like, like that. It's yeah. something like that. And he was like, all right, we just going, we going to play it up and <laughs> and like act like we are just complete opposites. Like if I like apples, you like oranges. And like. Yeah. Just, <laughs> and just fight all the time just, about stupid shit. <laughs> I want to go was, to sleep. I don't want to wake up. And I told him, I was like, we are not doing that shit. He, yeah. he was so like. He real life. Um, he went through was, the process. He went through the whole process and everything. Yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, we doing this." And I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> hold on." For a minute, I was like, "Y'all don't know how I'm gonna feel." All these damn cameras in the house. I'm like, "Nigga, I live with you too. Like, what? <laughs> what is gonna happen? Nigga's trying to get it in, and the camera. Like, uh-uh. what are you doing now? I'm on the show, looking wild. <laughs> no, you wanted that. No, I didn't. You so nah, wanted it. Not at that point. You love that I was attention. Wilding back then. <laughs> I was wilding back then. No. <laughs> oh, that oh, would have that would have been not a good look that for been, us. It's been entertainment, entertaining TV. But a married show with us, I think, would be extremely entertaining if you know Maurice. Yeah, and then I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna make my cameos come in. What's good is to Zay. You know what I mean? Zay Moore with the Zay Some podcast. <laughs> I am the witty wordsmith that seemingly sequences sentences together seamlessly, poetic Ooh, in the words I speak. You better Ooh, spit that. Ooh, you better spit that. All right. So. <laughs> um, All right. Well, we're gonna tie up this episode and end it on Juma's Jewels. This is the advice and personal well-being segment where I will share with our conversationalists a jewel of wisdom, whether that be a quote, an interesting fact I found, words of affirmation, or a write-in from a listener just to give them some advice. All right, y'all. So today is day 12 of the Me, Myself, and I Challenge. Congratulations. Thank you. You out here. Um, So some really interesting things that I have gone through during this whole process so number one like i said i'm gonna start doing my exercise program i started doing yoga so i have really enjoyed doing or practicing yoga again um i used to practice pretty often i used to do hot yoga which i felt always like calmed me down and made me feel like all my chakras were aligned and what have you or however you say it and um, it was just like pure meditation. Now, this yoga class, it's more like a, a workout. So shout out to uh, 612 Jungle Yoga, uh, black-owned yoga studio. Super dope. Shout out to Gabby. That's my, that's my <laughs> homie. <laughs> yeah, definitely shout out to her. She's super sweet and made me feel like super welcome. So shout out to yeah, them. Gabrielle. Um, and I felt really good afterwards. And then... On Wednesday, I had my first therapy appointment, so that was 
Uh, interesting. Mm, how did that go? It was good. It was um, basically all like assessment stuff. It wasn't like we got into too many deep things, but I'm going to continue seeing her uh, every two weeks, once every two weeks. Okay. So I'm excited to work with her and get into things and, and yeah, I really I want, what's huh? What's her, what's her background? Uh, uh sh- not sure. I want to say, well, okay, she's a she's a black woman. Oh, that's what I meant. Oh, that's what you meant. Yeah, I thought yeah. you meant like like where is she from? Oh, no, yeah, I didn't know all that. But no, she's a black woman. Okay, dope. Um, I want to say like maybe she's like mid thirties or so or younger. Okay. Uh, but as soon as I saw her, she had a dashiki dress on and some mm. long, colorful nails, and I was like, "Girl, we gonna be best friends." <laughs> 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 well, not best friends, but we are gonna yeah. we're gonna talk easily, and I I felt really good and comfortable with her, so. Um, but what I've also learned going through this, I've been journaling every single day. Like I said, I, I, my depression is actually, um, a little bit deeper than I thought. So I noticed, and I went back and read, I, every single day I write about something regarding being like tired, sad, or like just something along those lines. Mm -hmm. But then I'll go back and reaffirm all the happy things that happened and like do happy things to make me feel uplifted. But that just kind of reaffirmed for me that I do need to be in therapy and like talking these things out and journaling actually really helps with that. So I've been feeling really good. One, once I do that, I write every single day. Um, but yeah, it it made me kind of like step back and be like, dang, okay. Like, I got some issues I need to work on before I can even like discover what I want to do creatively and like professionally, I need to get my headspace right first. So this has really made me take a look at that. That's what's up. So I'm, I'm happy that I kind of recognize that and am dealing with that. Um, But I do want to just give out, you know, my, my uh, self affirmation to you guys. So the what I have this week is you are stronger than you give yourself credit for. If you believe in it, you can make it happen. And then the other one I had is it has to rain every now and then to make the flowers grow. It's okay to have a bad day. That's what's up. Yeah. I like so, that. you know, not the not the happiest, but like I'm I'm I am happy in the fact that I am actually growing from yeah, this. Yeah, and you're realizing like areas where you need to grow more and you're watering those areas in this process. Exactly. That's what's up. So, yeah. Yeah, that's I look, I I want to do this challenge and I am going to do this, but I'm a I'm a wait and I there's no reason to wait, but I just want to wait and see how you get through this and then I'll start documenting mine as well. Yeah. Um, I would definitely, I highly recommend it because it's really made me just kind of like face myself, Yeah. which I don't think a lot of people get to do, like really take a step back and look at themselves and focus on all the little weird quirks about themselves. Yeah. I'm, uh, I think I'm going to do it and I, I I know some of the things that I want to incorporate in mine, um, just to create discipline within myself and some other things. But yeah, I, I'm definitely going to do it. I think I'll start next week. 
not Monday. I'm gonna start on an odd day and just go. Yeah. So ne- actually, the the day that we decide to record for next week, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna make that my my first day. And this weekend, I'm gonna write out everything I want to do. That's what's up. Yeah. I told you, I all I want to do is I want to work on myself, but I also want to like help inspire others yeah. to go on their own journey. Yeah. And to really take a look at themselves and figure out what it is that they want and what they want to gain yeah. from this thing we call life. Big facts. You definitely inspire me. So keep going. I'm proud of you. I say that every week, but I mean Thank it. Thank you. And um, I can't wait to next week's check-in. Hopefully everything goes a lot smoother. Yes. You know, we're going to get through this. I'm going to... I'm. I'm still trying to figure out like what else I'm going to incorporate. I, I'm trying to step outside of my comfort zone. So next week, I think I'll be doing some things along those lines. Okay. Dope. Um, I'm excited to find out what those things are. I yeah, we'll know. see. We'll see if they happen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this week, we do have the, we about to do our Zay uh, Something podcast outing. So um, we finna get off this goddamn <laughs> got that microphone. We've been on. We've been talking to y'all for damn near two hours. So, yo, holy shit! Yeah, look, we out here podding pod. All right. Well, you can find me on Instagram at Najuma underscore Krista. That's N A J U M A underscore Krista with a K. And they can find you at I am Zay with three underscores on Instagram and Twitter as well. You can also follow our official podcast page at Zay Something Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Don't forget to, to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts so you're the first to know when we drop a new episode. And like I said in the beginning, could you please leave a rate and comment on Apple Podcasts as well? We enjoy hearing your feedback from the conversationalists. And if you would like to be a guest or want to seek some advice from me on Juma's Jewels segment, please send us an email at zaysomethingpod at iCloud.com. You'll be kept completely anonymous. And remember that through conversation comes understanding. And I hope you understood something. So keep going and growing. Thank you for listening. And scene.